This is Anna. And this is Leanna. Um, we're going to start off with fact-checking from episode 6. Uh, I will start off with the statement I said about retesting for driver's license in other states. I looked up the... Well, wait, what was the mess up first? Tell everybody in case they didn't hear. Which one was it? It was the car one. Oh. I said humans should never have been allowed to drive in vehicles faster than 40 to 50 miles per hour. I was just generally saying, like, how are we trusted to drive these fast-moving vehicles on the freeway? There's, like, no, even though there's laws, there's, like, no real, like, safety, you know? And none of us get retested again after we get our first permit. And then I think, Lynn, you were saying... You do get retested if you moved, because I remember that moment that my parents had to get retested when we moved from California, but I wasn't sure why. So, yes, Washington does (laughs) enforce that rule for people that move into Washington. And Leanna and I were like, we're never moving from Washington, so we didn't even know that that was even a law (laughs) or something you're supposed to do. I never even thought about that. (laughs) Me either. But there's no, like, retesting every year or anything like that, so... Still bad. Still bad. Still scary. Mm-hmm. Still my unpopular opinion. I still yeah. believe that. Yeah. Um, I have a fact check. So I also fact check. S- fact check. Said something. <laughs> fact check. I said that forks are dumb and we basically don't need forks. <laughs> and then we started talking about sporks. Because yes. Lynn apparently has it out for sporks. Eight, eight, eight. Spoon forks. <laughs> and then so then we were like what the hell what, where did sporks even come from <laughs> i went on this whole thing about how they were invented for prisons and while they are used in prisons they're also used in schools and they're used at kfc <laughs> like we mentioned the origin and just from my brief crappy research on wikipedia and also on uh howstuffworks.com it looks like sporks have been around for a damn long time um, wow. <laughs> and they came in all shapes and sizes. They, they weren't just what we look at as, or what we imagine as sporks now. Um, there were sporks for ice cream, which now I'm like, huh, I guess there's like a point where the ice cream's frozen enough to stab with a fork, but, but then you still want to scoop it. No. Maybe that's like, I don't, I, I know, can't. right? <laughs> okay. Interesting. Sporks go pretty far back, farther than I realized. And Google it. It's kind of interesting. I'm staring at it right now on Wikipedia. There's just... Mini history lesson. Now you know. So how are you guys doing this week? A lot better than last week. (laughs) (laughs) So right now it's Wednesday the 11th. Yeah. So last time when we recorded, we were on pins and needles waiting for election results. Uh, It was... The day after election night, I believe, and we all know it wasn't until this Saturday, last Saturday, yeah. that we actually got the great news. Amazing news. Yes. So, but man, even when we got our great news, it's like they're trying to rain on our parade I with know. all this, of like, course. trying to recount and all this other, you know, drama. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It's been a bad week to have IBS. <laughs> like digestive problems. Yes, it is. My stress was like way up and then I'd be like calm and then I'd go up again and I was like, oh, uh-oh, yeah. not, not feeling oh. so good. Um, I just remember seeing that speech from Joe Biden and Kamala. Kamala. I know. Made everybody cry, basically. Yeah. Nice to see. And did you guys watch the fireworks too? No, no, I didn't. I, I saw that a okay. lot of other countries were actually like basically celebrating, celebrating with us. I know. Paris that went makes me all cry. out, like yeah, with yeah. fireworks oh, Paris, and everything. Yeah. So that made me happy, like knowing that there were other people as nervous as we were, that oh, yeah. were like and celebrated once we got all the got good news. Yeah. What else have you been up to, Anna? Have you done anything new this week? Man, this week, guys. No, it's been boring this week, which is a good thing. Yeah. It's just work, come home. You guys both worked today, right, for Veterans Day? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clinic, yeah. Wait, well, Lynn, you got it off, right? I got it off for the first time I was going to say, Clinic <laughs> Hospital Life, you know, doesn't get it off, but never mind. <laughs> we did. Lynn didn't have yeah. it off. What'd you do today, Lynn? I stayed home and watched, like, two Chinese movies with jeremy's mom oh okay <laughs> cute yeah Which movies where are they are they like available on netflix or something on amazon i think the first one is called mojin oh the legendary hero or something it was about like these like these group of people that went up to like the mountain to find this orb that broke the curse the family curse Ooh. or something <laughs> okay and then the second one was like the second live action Mulan that came out in 2009 I think I don't know if you guys ever watched it oh no. what no yeah but the actor was like one of my childhood favorite Chinese actors oh, cool. <laughs> I went to like one of her concerts when oh. I lived in San Francisco Ooh. too with my mom it was crazy I was like fangirl oh with my her. gosh we started watching a show on HBO called His Dark Materials and it's based off of the Golden Compass and those books do you remember the Golden Compass the movie that came out yeah so I guess it's like a yeah a series of books made into this HBO show and it's really really good it's magical and there's like um what's his name so there's Lin-Manuel Miranda love him and then there's um James McAvoy who's the guy from Split. So there's like some people that you recognize and then there are others that you don't. And I was like, you know, kind of like with Harry Potter back in the day when they chose unknown mm-hmm. actors and it kind of makes it feel that yes. much more magical. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. The episodes are super long. So we get like two of them in and then we're kind of like, should we keep Done. going? Or yeah. It's like another hour. <laughs> what do we do? Because then I know I'll knock out right in the middle. So. Yeah, that's just yeah. kind of been it. It's been getting so cold and so dark now. Like now yeah. is we wake winter, up in the dark it feels like. And it's leaving work in the dark. So it's definitely like TV time, movie time. Yeah, lots of Netflix. So this week we are going to be talking about job interviewing stories and experiences. Woohoo! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> 
if you guys listened to our last episode, we ended with the unpopular opinion that job searching is fun. Boo. For some of us. <laughs> Whose was that? <laughs> that was mine. <laughs> Can you tell I'm excited? <laughs> we were inspired from that unpopular opinion and decided to focus this week's episode on interview stories and experiences. I also understand that this year is a, a different year because of COVID and mm-hmm. like there's a lot of changes in job environments and com- companies making budget cuts or like staff changes. So this can cause mm-hmm. people to kind of rethink about their careers. So this might be a good topic to focus on during yeah. this time. Yeah. We came together, and yes, this was inspired by Lynn's unpopular opinion. So we were just cracking up like, what? Who would choose that? But then after we finished recording that last episode, we were talking and we were like, huh, that might actually be something good for us to cover because we've had a lot of varying experiences with the job interview process, um, both from like being interviewed to being the interviewer on the hiring committee Mm. and uh, so yeah I think that's a really great point uh, Lynn that you're making in terms of like maybe now's a good time to talk about it because it is something that a real experience that people are are going through right now so you want to go first Lynn sure why not (laughs) (laughs) all right I'm going to start off with the embarrassing stories or embarrassing experiences I think I think mine would probably be not being prepared for my interviews. Oh, no. And just kind of being, I think, overly confident Mm -hmm. about them. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes I go into, or in the past, I went into, like, interviews thinking, oh, this this will be easy. And, like, kind of thinking I've done interviews before, but not, like, going over, like, actual examples so like when I'm being asked questions I can't like dig up my memory well so like so that was very embarrassing (laughs) well wait what have you what do you do now to prepare um I think what would help me is just kind of jotting down notes of like Mm -hmm. things I've done in the past Mm. like I mean if you guys think about like a resume um I know we continuously edit our resumes but like do we though? Because <laughs> I don't. You're supposed to. <laughs> Probably should. Yeah. Some of the recent tips I've gotten was like people actually look for like examples. Like what kind of result did you get out of this job? What what did you help the department with? I thought of like, okay, let's think mm-hmm. about like key examples and then situationally like how you got to those examples and I struggle with like the tough questions like how do you deal with somebody that you don't work well with kind of mm-hmm. thing like well I get along with everybody <laughs> no they don't want to hear that because that's a lie <laughs> liar liar yeah. liar <laughs> yeah so those tough questions get have gotten me like so nervous too because I'm like oh I can't just say the right answer it's mm-hmm. just kind of saying the truth but how you navigate yeah. it through it and not tell all the negative stuff mm. too 
keep that out of there. <laughs> so embarrassing moments for interviewing. I mean, it's been a while since I interviewed for a job, but um, I think the nervous sweats, I, I think that no matter who, how confident or how prepared, that's like a natural reaction your body does. Oh, yeah. So definitely making sure that like I had my uh, deodorant, if it was like, depending on what time it is of the day that you're doing your interview, like if you have to do it at the mm. end of the day, then bring it mm-hmm. with you when your purse or your car or whatever it is. Um, and then definitely knowing what kind of like clothing material that's sweat not going to show mm-hmm. your sweat mm-hmm. stains. <laughs> Something that can breathe. Oh, <laughs> but definitely like younger, early 20s. Like I was interviewing for a front desk reception position and I was wearing this like, I don't know what. It was like not satin, mm-hmm. but it just felt so uncomfortable because <laughs> I knew that I was sweating, and I and all I could think it was like they can see it, they can see it, they can see it in my head. So of course I was like distracting. Yeah, everybody's going to sweat. It's a normal reaction. We're all nervous. It's an interview. It's not something fun we're doing. Um, but just making sure you have those little things, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, definitely, I, I'm sweaty. Again, I think I said this in the last podcast. <laughs> I'm sweaty, okay? I sweat. I sweat when I work out. I sweat just, you know, in an interview also. So I've had, like, a similar experience where I think I had, like, a blazer or a jacket on. And it was fine. But then once we got to the interview room, it was warm. So I took my jacket off. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the pits. So, of course, like you keep your arms down and I'm kind of like this animated talker. We talk with our hands. <laughs> we talk with our hands. And I know you're not necessarily supposed to, but, you know, I get real enthusiastic. Um, but then like kind of similar to that, I think for being so sweaty, I'm pretty sure all moisture on my body goes straight to my armpits. So then what does you're that dehydrated. mean? You're dehydrated. <laughs> so thirsty. And so now I've gotten into the the habit where if I were to interview, I feel totally fine. I think Seattle's also pretty casual where you can bring a water bottle. You 100%. can like set it on the floor. Yeah. Yes. You don't, nobody's going to get weirded out for bringing a water bottle no. or whatever. So I bring my water bottle now and I keep it on the floor next to me. But I've had interviews where I'm like, can I have some water? Oh, no. I've straight up asked. <laughs> and then, of course, then you the, feel even more embarrassed because I you have dumb. to ask. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then um, and then they're usually like, oh, well, we oh, my gosh, I'm so I'm sorry. We usually do give water. We totally forgot. And I'm like, mm, sure, I'm so you do. Sure. They're just trying to make I'm you feel better. <laughs> slash sweaty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I've definitely been way too sweaty and thirsty. Ugh, so embarrassing. I've also interviewed someone on a hiring committee where they were super sweaty. Oh, no. And I, like, noticeably so. And then I keep thinking, like, oh, now you're on the flip side, Leanna. Don't, <laughs> don't like, make How any... How do you make them comfortable? No. Make them feel comfortable. Offer them water. There we go. <laughs> Man, did you guys ever have, like, being a part of the hiring committee, did you guys ever have people like try and like convince you on their way out like I had this weird um experience where somebody owned like a restaurant and was like oh yeah you know Mm -hmm. I'll bring you guys some good food and I was like basically bribe bribing (laughs) and I wasn't a part of like the actual hiring committee I was just bringing that person out of the, Mm -hmm. the, the room and I was like what Oh my God. Really? <laughs> is she serious? And the funny thing is, like, we hired her. Oh, but I don't think I don't think it was because of the. Bribery. It's not because of the, the, the food. 
No. But did she ever bring you food? <laughs> That's the Yes, question. she did. Okay, okay good. good. <laughs> Lots of good food. <laughs> um, do you guys have any good experiences from your past job interviews? I wrote down a bunch of negative stuff I'm realizing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've had great uh uh interview experiences yeah Anna go ahead I mean the good experiences I guess are the ones that we got hired on to the actual job (laughs) our current jobs right now love those experiences (laughs) yeah uh it's just like you vibe with everybody there with like you know depending on how many interviews you have for that specific position like for my position that I'm currently in I had a total of three interviews Mm. stages Mm -hmm. um so yeah so it's like first met my boss which my boss is right now and then I met with the other trainers so that way they can kind of you know see if they even liked me or any of the other candidates if I'd basically be a good fit Mm -hmm. and then the third stage was meeting with a whole bunch of supervisors and managers and the director of our department because trainers we have to communicate Mm -hmm. with all the supervisors managers all like all the time so they wanted to make sure that whoever they were picking for that position they could you know have a good match and a good fit so that was it was like slowly intimidating as the stages went up it was intimidating but I mean it was a good experience three interviews and like you know in one job Mm -hmm. so that was a good good experience of trying to see all of the sides and what questions each stage had basically because they weren't always the same because everybody Mm -hmm wanted to know something different from the candidates did you leave each of those interviews like the interview rounds confident like when you knew you knew yeah I left all three of those like confident because I felt like not only was I were they you know kind of gauging me or you know judging me of how would I be a good fit for the department I was also judging kind of them like do I want to be a part Mm -hmm. of this team how do they communicate with each other um so I felt amazing all three times of like all three different times I went through the stages of like I really like this position um I hope I get it you know obviously there I knew that there was other candidates yeah but I felt great every single time leaping out of those three that's good you're confident because I don't think in the past I was very confident (laughs) (laughs) but I think what helped me was like I redeemed myself by sending a really good thank you Mm. email yes that's Mm -hmm. a very good tip yeah so that's like very important I realized like sending an email like the day of and then just kind of giving good examples of what went well during the interview so they can just remember the good things I think Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, yeah, I got called back and then eventually hired for the job. But I think that helped me, even though I wasn't fully confident. No, I think that's really, that's a good point. And then if there ever is a time where you slip on a question or you didn't fully answer it or you kind of leave it and then you think about that one question where you're like, crap, I don't think I did that very well. Or I should have answered it a different way. Oh. Yeah, the letter is also, or the email is also the place where I in the past have said, oh, and you know, during the interview you asked me about X, yeah. Y, and Z. Well, I want to kind of change my answer and let you know this is how I would do mm. that. And like, you can use that to clarify also. Yeah. And I've had people write me back saying, thank you, you know, thank you so much for that. That really actually helps, puts things in a different light for us or something like that. Oh, so, wow. 
That was one thing I learned from screwing up questions <laughs> during interviews. Don't you hate that though? It's like you think, like you you mentioned that you think about that question over and over. You're like, I should have, I should have said this. Oh yeah. Or I had a better story, or yeah. I had a better example, and it's just like killing you type of inside of like you just you just messed up completely, and you're like. That's the perfect opportunity, like you said, Lynn and Leanna, to write that thank you email to clarify. Mm, mm-hmm. That way you're not beating yourself up for it. And do it soon, because I feel like yeah, when you're done with interviewing, you're just kind of exhausted. Oh, 100% so like, mentally. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah. you're, like, done with it. You're, like, a thank you email is, like, the last thing you think about, but it's, like, the most one of the most important things to do that's true and that's something on the other side of that if I'm on a hiring committee and I don't receive an email from yeah I mean I'm kind (laughs) I understand people go back and they end up going back to work usually after their interviews or they go back to their lives you know like this was just a small blip in their whole day but yeah if it I've gotten um email you know emailed thank yous like days afterwards and oh. not that that necessarily like affected who was moving forward, but it was kind of like it was the same day we were getting reaching out to people about moving forward, you know. And so it's just kind of a funny timing of receiving mm. that. But I feel like maybe that's some people think that if they do it the same day, they feel like they're they're kind of brown nosing, I guess. Like I could see eager. I could see it both different ways. Yeah. 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 It's like dating basically. Like how how soon can you call the person after the date? <laughs> do you wait, you know, the same day? Do you wait a couple days? I feel like it's exactly And I'm like, same. no, I want you. You want me too. <laughs> so give me an answer. Um but yeah, it's yeah. Cause I've had like you said, we've been part of the recruiting committee or hiring committee and same thing. Had some candidate candidates send an email the same day some send it a couple days later mm-hmm. and it just depends on how urgent that we need to fulfill that position that that email mm. that got sent a couple days too late could have made a huge difference mm. I have a couple of friends that are recruiters and I think one of my friends told me that it's good to send it like by the next day Day. 24 hours and yeah the and they spot. said like yeah. yeah and they said oh if you can do it in the morning so that your mm. email is on mm. the top of their inbox oh. and not buried and I was like huh yeah, okay <laughs> that's true yeah good tip another I think good experience that I had was like asking for mm. feedback um mm. like with jobs that I didn't get and I think not a lot of people ask for feedback yeah. in general. So um, I've never. No, that's a good point. So what does that look like for you? Do Let's say they give you the news. They say, I'm sorry. You know, we had other candidates, but we, you know, we went with someone else. Like, how do you even ask for feedback? What would you say? Yeah. And then also, did you email like the HR recruiter or did you email the actual interviewers? I emailed the interviewers. Uh, okay. It was, I think one ex- one instance, it was like the hiring manager. And I think the, like, the relationship was pretty good during the interview. So... I felt I also felt comfortable for from getting feedback, mm. um, but yeah. After the interviews, I reached out to her when she told me they went on with another candidate. I said, "Hey, um, you know, thank you for your time. I was wondering if there's any chance you could provide me with any kind of feedback from our interviews." 
Um, I want to prepare myself in the best way possible for the next opportunity. Luckily, she was very responsive and set aside time and talked to me. And That's awesome. Yeah. That was nice. Cause, and I don't think it always happens, so yeah. it doesn't hurt asking. Because she was telling me that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm really glad you asked because not a lot of people ask this question words that's I think that's nice I I would like it I mean like if I if someone were to ask me I wouldn't mind talking with them more you know yeah but it's also scary to like (laughs) tell me what's wrong to like yeah to like brave up basically to get that confidence to ask what's even though if even if it's through an email it's basically like are you ready for the harsh truth basically obviously you want to improve but Mm -hmm. are you ready for what what could yeah, yeah. be potentially that you need to work on you have to take it in a good way when you're talking to them I was gonna say yeah. hopefully it's, it wasn't harsh <laughs> I know no it wasn't sometimes there are just better candidates um I think one time this, this is a different example but one time I interviewed for a team at the hospital and I didn't get the job but then I like did my follow-up email and you know asked mm-hmm. for feedback and then um, luckily there was like another opening in the next month with the same team mm-hmm. and so like I because I did all that I reached back out to the manager and I got back in with another interview and eventually got the job but oh, <laughs> that's awesome yeah so it it kind of takes a couple tries, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it can, for sure. Mm-hmm. It kind of, like, related to that. It's not a good experience, necessarily. But one of the hardest times I've had interviewing was as an internal candidate. Oh. And so it was interviewing with people from within my department, but then also outside of my department and different levels of leadership. And I always think this is, like, the hardest thing, at least for me to do, because those people know you in your current role and they know you at like your current level. And I think it's really hard to, especially if you're going not for a parallel position, Mm -hmm. but something a little bit higher. I think it's really hard to prove an ability to do something to people that already know you. You know what I mean? Like Like they already have like a base judgment type of thing. Yeah. And like, I wouldn't say that the people that were on my hiring committee, like didn't like me. It was not that at all. But I just think the position it was just for background was like, I was like a, an entry level kind of like advisor, customer service, Mm -hmm. entry advisor, um, at a university. Yeah. And then I was going for a brand new position as like a program manager of this alumni community. And so, you know, you have to, not only was it a new position where they're forming like what the duties are and what the day-to-day is going to look like, but you also have to show, yeah, I'm I'm not quote unquote, like just an advisor at this entry level position. I'm able to do more. And so that was like one of the hardest interviewing experiences I've had. And I had to do like multiple almost like redo like they were kind of like we we need to talk to you again let's like let's talk more Uh. about this explain how to but that's like a good thing i think because i feel like that's that's when they were like maybe in between two candidates oh yeah they're like like, considering you and they wanted to see a little bit more yeah but then it's kind of you know i think i remember saying this very clearly to one of my coworkers. like i've i've said all of my experience oh that's true you know, I've, I've, I've told you everything. Oh, yeah. You want me to repeat what, the same story. What more story? can I say? <laughs> yeah. And so it, it was hard. Um, and, you know, I did end up getting the position, but it did make me think like, oh, is this a pity hire? Oh. You know, like, 
you know? So I was in that kind of role at, at one point where I was like, oh, is this like, do they really want me or do they feel bad? And it wasn't weird or, or anything afterwards, but definitely for that, I wanted to step my game up and like really prove to everybody yeah. that yeah. that I could do the job. Mm-hmm. So. Um, speaking of like worst experiences, man, that like brought up like a, a memory that I, I don't know, like I didn't like suppress, but I guess like <laughs> like Uh-oh. ding ding into my brain. Um, yeah, there was a position, like you said, internal, so within the company, and it was because another person in that department kind of like, oh my gosh, you would be great for it. I wasn't looking for a job. It's just they asked me to kind of like, you'd be great for it. Apply for it. Please, please, please apply for it. Um, so I applied for it and, um, it was going to be for more, uh, obviously an increase in my salary. But when I did the interview, I did two interviews. The first interview already had kind of like an inkling of like, there's kind of like a gut feeling Mm -hmm. of like, Hmm, I don't know if this is the position for me. Um, but still, you know, thankfully I made it to the second stage of the interview, uh, went to that interview and it was with the rest of the team. So to get to know everybody else and that one definitely like in the middle of the interview, I was like in my head, I was like, I really don't want this position. I still finished it, still did finish the whole interview. And it was because like I mentioned earlier, that not only are you trying to kind of sell yourself for the Mm -hmm. position, you need to figure out as the candidate, are those people that are interviewing, are you going to like them? Are you going to fit into that position? Mm -hmm. Are you going to, you know, mix well with everybody? So I got this vibe. I was like, "Mm, I don't like how they're interacting with each other. They're kind of, they're kind of like bickering with each other on like who asked what question and I, I was like, if they're already like this in front of like mm-hmm. like a candidate, how are they in a normal day? Just I on know. a regular normal day with stress levels high, That's a project true. must be due. So I finished the interview and I gave them like my thank you letter of like, thank you for, you know, considering me as a candidate. I really appreciate everything, but I'm going to withdraw wow. from the position. Uh-huh. So I was like, at the money is not everything no, specifically not. for me and I was happy in my position but I just applied I was like well what if yeah. you know never you never know I'm not going to stop myself from applying if someone thought you know really I don't know something that they saw in me that I could do that position mm-hmm. but once I saw I felt had that gut feeling I can't even explain it it's just like this oh, gut, it's a feeling, gut feeling, of, feeling yeah I was like you know what no like I, I'm sure I'm, I'm capable of doing the job and ever the you know whatever we need to do but and the money would be best you know great to have a bump but mm-hmm. am I going to be happy coming yeah. here 40 hours a week you know every day with this group yeah so I said no good yeah it's it's interesting because you could totally sense everybody's personality in the interview and yes. I thought back with like my current position there was like a panel interview where everybody that you would work with was in that room and you get like good vibes from certain people and some weird vibes from others so (laughs) you you just know there's going to be like a team dynamic of people that you really get along with and Mm -hmm. people that are going to be challenging a little bit harder to work with yeah but a little bit harder to work with yeah but I think the one thing that I focused on too because I got that job and the one thing that really got to me was like 
my managers, like the people that I would be reporting to, were very supportive. And I got like a sense that they were kind of like, they wanted to help me out by improving my experiences and giving me this job Mm. so that I can benefit from so many things from it. But one of my first managers was like, so I know you asked some questions, but I'm just curious, like, what do you want from us? Like, what are you looking for? And I was like, wow. Hmm. I know. <laughs> so it, like, made me realize, like, wow, she's yeah, she's a pretty awesome person for thinking that. And, you know, she's she very proactive. And I worked with her for a little while before she transitioned to, like, like a shorter FTE. But she was great. She was a great manager because of that question, I think. Hmm. Started it all. Ooh. Yeah. So then is that something you think about if you were to interview, that's a good kind of thing to keep in your back pocket. Like I think a lot of times we focus on how we can make the team or the organization or the department better. Like this is how I can add to you. But I think it does matter to also think about how they can help you with your professional development too. So that's true. I I think it is. Yeah, I think it is important to ask about professional development when you're interviewing because it kind of gives you a sense of how supportive they're going to be for you when you get the job and like if you wanted to kind of get promoted or try new things try new projects if they're willing to even think about that for you Mm -hmm. so I think it's important to ask that yeah there's a question we ask in our hiring committee about like what type of supervisor helps bring out your best performance and just to see like you know what does the candidate want like what do you want in the team and in the supervisor because everybody works differently like do Mm -hmm. you need someone who's kind of like helicopter hovering over you because you like that you know make you know making sure that you're getting your things done uh the accountability basically or do you need someone more laid back because you know you need space and time to do your things so just hearing the different candidates of what they prefer what type of supervisor will help them out as a candidate we get a sense of you know what do they need also because can we provide what they need as a person so there isn't a perfect answer sounds there isn't yeah there's definitely no perfect (laughs) answer it's just what do you as a person need to do any job yeah that makes me think about like perfection in Mm. answers I think before (laughs) I would always like I would always go into interviews like thinking okay what can I say the best like what's the perfect answer and I'm like you know what that's not the right way to go because you have to like kind of be yourself but also bring out actual experiences Oh my gosh, actual experiences, that brings up Uh-oh. another. <laughs> okay. Being, being, pi- being part of a hiring committee, you definitely hear so many stories. And yeah. you guys, if you're an internal candidate applying for another position internally, do not <laughs> lie Ooh, that you lie, were part of you know, XYZ project or committee or group. Because You'd be like, where? I want it as the hiring committee I was part of that group and as one of the actual like presenters 
And the candidate was like, you know, oh, oh I, I attend these meetings and I'm one of a uh, part of that oh, program. Wow. And I wanted to, I, I don't even know if I rolled my eyes or not, <laughs> but I was like, I did was you like, call her, him or her out? No, I didn't call out because I was like, no, you know, Anna, shut up. Keep it in <laughs> You know, you're already intimidating to some people. Um, so just shut up. But afterwards, definitely after the interview, E left and how, all of us knew that she was straight up lying. Um, oh, but gosh. do not lie. Don't try to embellish. That's embarrassing. It's, I mean, it, I'm sure yeah. she was. I don't know if she was embarrassed or not. None of us called her out. It's just she definitely did not get the position because Ooh. that was yeah. a major factor on that. Yeah, that's a major red flag. Yeah. The thing is, like, I think the older we get, especially being that we're from this area, like, it, it is a small world. It is. Yeah. And I would say, like, in higher ed, if you work in community colleges, like, yeah. people know you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, uh, a resume will come across and, like, the hiring committee, someone will always, somebody will always be like, I know this person. Like, they'll always make it known that they've worked with this person before. And, yeah, it's just really interesting. So watch what you say. People know. Yeah, you don't have to lie. You know, like Lynn was saying, (laughs) be truthful to what you do and what your experiences are. Still have that confidence. You don't have to embellish. Yeah, I bet job interviewing now, like this year, is like a totally different experience um, with COVID. I don't know, like if people are still doing job interviews in person or Mm. if they're mostly done virtually. I mean, I've I've done a couple virtual interviews in the past before yeah. COVID. Did you guys have any experiences virtually interviewing? I've had one um, over Skype at the time. This was like before Zoom was like a <laughs> thing. Yeah, I've had it, and it's definitely a different experience. And then I've also been on the other side of it. I've been really thankful to be on hiring committees for vice presidents and like pretty high Ooh, up positions. Yeah. But for those types of positions the higher up they go, um, the the broader the search is. So there mm-hmm. would be people living across the country. There was somebody that was mm-hmm. in another country. And so that meant for the first interview, at least, it was virtual. So I've seen kind of both sides of it. And it's definitely a different experience. But I also can say that if if I were to interview now with Zoom and stuff, just with the way technology is now... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could kind of see it being um, a plus in a way um, to do virtual. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't always like that, though. What are the pluses yeah. for virtual? I think a lot of the sweaty nervousness that I usually <laughs> felt uh, was in, like, the the commuting, the driving, the getting to the place, the parking, understanding where to go for the, you know. That is definitely nerve-wracking. It is. Sitting down there. Yeah. And so there's, like, that that's removed now. Yeah. You're kind of in the comfort of whatever to be able to sit in front of a screen. And I think since FaceTime and since all these other, you know, devices came out, we're used to talking over screens. Like, it's not as awkward as it used to be. Um, we've learned how to not talk over each other mm-hmm. on, like, for the most part, we talk over each other. But, you know, <laughs> in a work setting, in meetings, we've learned how to let one person speak and then the other. So yeah. I just feel like our... Um, our communication styles are definitely different in a Zoom environment. And I think there's an easier way to like collect yourself. But that being said, the challenge that I see is I kind of think just like these 
lovely teachers that are teaching our kids out in the world have to be 10 times more like be emotional and show your emotion and be exciting I think you do kind of have to yeah they definitely have to do more yeah there's a little bit more that you have to show on a video as opposed to in person so there are some people that are like they're like stand-up comics on there. They're funny. They're great. They're like, ta, 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 like really great. Um, and you kind of can get that vibe even through a screen. But then there are others where it's just, it's really hard to make that connection through a screen. Yeah. They need that in person. Because yeah. Yeah. you can get like a different vibe in person, I think. Oh, totally. Like if somebody's having a yeah. bad day or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, definitely like with phone interviews I mean that's also I remember I had to do phone interviews before that was kind of like the first stage you had the phone interview Mm -hmm. with like the HR recruiter and then that's me pacing around my house out of breath because I'm so excited (laughs) or if you had to do it in the car somewhere I remember I had to do it in the car because I did the interview this was like a while back when you know it was during lunch I made sure it was during my lunch so I didn't have to go anywhere so I needed to find somewhere quiet that I could still get cell service yeah yeah um and so you know I had to like drove the car somewhere I think it was like an empty parking lot <laughs> and ooh, a, a tip that I do remember I don't even know who told me this tip this was on, like I don't know 10 years ago um but was to like put my visor down so I'm staring at myself so I can actually have like I'm oh. quote unquote having a conversation with someone yeah so I did that and it helped so much because it like it felt like I was talking to someone but not just to the phone oh that's a good tip yeah so have a mirror or something (laughs) I would make myself feel so awkward I think (laughs) you're like ew I need to tweeze my eyebrows what the hell was I doing now your upper lip is sweating chill out I know (laughs) as much as I like suggested this topic for Mm -hmm. our episode Mm -hmm. this week I I know I've had, like, so many, like, nerve-wracking job interviewing experiences just because I just don't like public speaking, and I feel like job interviewing is so closely related to that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it's, like, it just doesn't, like, for me, it didn't get better initially. Or it got better, but only with practice. Oh, yeah. Definitely. yeah it's a skill that needs to be practiced I think and like as a in advising and student services a lot of times we have to give like presentations to students or parents Mm -hmm. or families so I don't know if it's the same for you guys but I've had a lot like most of my interviews involved me giving like a 10 minute presentation in the beginning have you had to do that no (laughs) yep we always have some kind of homework yeah I've gotten like a homework to get to do and you have to have it ready. Yeah. So I've had to do that. Yeah. It could be something even like, um, you know, don't get too in the weeds about our admissions process. But let's say you were um, talking to a room full of kindergartners about college. Like what would what would you tell them? For the current position that I'm in, in the, in the second stage, after I, you know, met the team, part of the second stage was actually teaching a part of what I would be doing as a trainer if I got elected to be the candidate. So I got, you know, I was given a quick little, like you said, oh. 10, I could take to 10 to 20. Yeah. They told me like I could take to 20 minutes. Um, but to teach this portion, they gave me an exact portion of Epic that I needed to teach to a live, like NEO, NEO stands for new employee orientation. Yeah. So to live new hires and 
and then answer any of their questions what? also because basically they they wanted to know did I know the system because I needed to know how to work epic um, and then how would I do with presenting in front of people and answering their questions would I like try to make an answer up and it wasn't the correct one type of thing so I was definitely nervous because <laughs> like you said Lynn it's like with practice like oh that those butterfly yeah. feelings very very slowly do end up going away um, yeah so they do end up going away with with like practice lots and lots of practice and then just <laughs> Then just like trying to like, how did you, how did we interact with the new hires? Basically, it was yeah. like boring, kind of like Charlie Brown's teacher, like, mama, mama, <laughs> or did I have like, you know, some pizzazz, like, you yeah. know, so definitely I was one of those, like, <laughs> I de- started off very nervous oh, and yeah. then I was like, let me shake it off, give myself a little quick pep talk. Um, and then like, you know, kind of be more animated and teach everybody. So those are nerve wracking when they make you do like a homework slash presentation. I've seen people, like I said, like for the vice president level, just bomb that part. That sounds intense. The prompt was, tell us about something you're passionate about. It was so telling to see number one, like what the topics were. So some people were telling us about higher ed, which we were like, okay, yeah, we're all passionate about it. We all work here. Like, Mm -hmm. don't tell us about the history of community college. (laughs) And then others like would just come and like somebody showed like, um, like a stone or something. And their, their presentation was like, this stone means a lot to me because I got it from my grandparents when I was three and I've kept it, you know, like it was such a different experience. And so the whole thing, like with all interviews, I know it's so like super scary. I tell you I'm sweaty, but I have to psych myself out by saying this is a conversation about me, basically. You know, like I have to just tell them my story and that's the best I could do. Yeah, Lynn, you're right. You want to get like the numbers down and know what you did at work. And like I always try to prepare and like study the hell out of the job, you know. But then all in all, if you you already know Mm -hmm. like the facts about yourself, but what are like the other stories you can tell about yourself that adds that much more to yeah. it yeah what makes you yeah. stand out against everybody else yeah so I know we talked about some of our interview experiences and stories um I think what would be like a good ending to this episode is kind of ending off with what are your guys's favorite questions to ask Ooh, yes. during your interviews mm. um mm-hmm. Yeah, what was like one of your favorite questions to ask? Yeah, I feel like these are like more tips to remember everybody. (laughs) Uh, Definitely do not leave your interview without asking a question, especially when they ask you at the end. Yeah. You know, do you have any questions for us? Um, Oh, I judge if they're like, nope, I'm good. Bye. I 100 percent judge (laughs) part of the hiring committee. I will judge you. Totally. Really? really? You have no questions? Like. Even if it's just asking, like, oh, what is the day in the life of this, you know, and yeah. then name the position that you're trying to apply There's for. There's one. Um, what are the next steps? Even, like, something like yes. that. Yes. What are the next steps? How, when will I be hearing back? Um, that way you at least, that helps you prepare and know, like, oh, they're going to hear, I'm going to hear back in a week or two. Or, you know, that gives you some knowledge. Yeah. Another one is if your interviewee or interviewers do not ask you to, like, kind of like recap yourself like the questions that I ask is like please tell us what sets you apart from the other candidates 
Um, I, as the interviewer or interviewee of them, I'm the candidate, I will do the recap for them. This is where you want to like kind of sell yourself and be very confident, kind of recap the whole of why you're the best for this position. Wow. And that, that totally, I'm like, Ooh, this person, you give me the wow factor, (laughs) especially if someone does it on their own before I ever ask. Yeah. So you're basically saying it's okay if you don't even have a real question, but if they say, do you have anything else, you know, a question for us, Yeah. you could flip that and say, well, you know, I, I think I'm good right now, but I just wanted to leave you with a couple things about why I'm, you know. Yeah, definitely. Wow. I like that too. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down, guys. <laughs> and then the last little thing that I, that I like to know is I'll sprinkle in a fun question to the <laughs> interviewer of asking like, you know, what kind of books podcasts or netflix movies or series do they recommend that just kind of gives me like a little insight of just something not you know so serious and what what do they like do they like rom-coms like i do you know do (laughs) they like murder mystery podcasts like you know what do they like outside of the job stuff and that kind of also helps us as like the whole committee find out like will that candidate vibe with us yeah I think one of the fun questions I always like to ask is like, what does that person enjoy most about their current role? Ooh. I like that question. I think that's a good question to ask them because if people, if the people that are interviewing you and work there can't even that's, answer. That's a big sign. That's a big red <laughs> like flag. Like, huh. Yeah. Like looking up. Or looking at yeah. each other. They're like, why do you like it here? Why do you like it here? <laughs> Do you have any other final tips or tricks, Lynn? Questions? Oh, one trick uh, or one question I like to ask kind of just to see a little bit more about the role is asking what are some challenges or barriers they foresee like somebody coming into this role so you can get a sense of what you're getting yourself into without, you know, being too like negative or anything like that but like I think it's a it gives you a sense of like oh how bad is it because you know everybody puts like a little front during the interview oh, yeah. this position is amazing <laughs> it's all flowers and unicorns that's an it's it's worrisome then when they look at each other and they're like well do you want to go first have you seen that oh, before where they're yes. like do you want to say or should I say <laughs> like, how but can then it, we professionally answer yeah. this question but then when they're when they're like honest and they can say like well like we have we need to reorganize and like just full disclosure this is a problem and this is a problem that you're gonna have to deal with I appreciate that more than like a hundred percent saying everything's good yeah me too so like in terms of a question that I always like to ask um as the interviewee is uh I don't know how to say it. So like most of the time they're talking to you about like the position itself. You can talk about what the day to day is. You can talk about what the duties are and if you can do those duties. But I end up trying to ask a lot about like the vision for the department or the organization or for the position. And so a lot of that has to do with like um, where do you see this role or where do you see your department going or the organization going in five years? Or, you know, like, what kind of growth do you expect to see for the organization or the company or whatever? And and I like that question because I think it puts a lot on them. Cause, That's 
deep. Usually they get a, it's a surprise, they get a surprise face, yeah. like, oh shit, like, why are you asking We haven't this? even thought about um, it, what we're going to do in the next five years. <laughs> yeah, oh. but then usually after the initial shock, I think they come up with, like, the the answers that I've heard after asking that helps me also kind of see, like, is this a place where I can see growth for myself, yeah. or is it a place that, where they're like, sorry, no vision, no nothing, but when they get excited about things that are coming, or you know, we, we're getting this grant and it's not until next year, but just be, be on the lookout. It's going to be new and exciting for us. Like that yeah. is exciting oh, to me. That's a good question to ask. And it gives, it kind of gives them a sense that you're like very proactive too in like planning ahead. Yeah. But then it's also the balance of not being like, oh great, that grant or how are you hiring for that grant? Let me move <laughs> into that later on. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, you're interested, but not too interested, but you do want to be part of it. That's what it yeah. is. <laughs> All right. So now that you guys have heard a little bit about our job experiences and some tips that we had um, from our past, if you have any questions or any comments about your job experiences, please feel free to leave us a comment on our Instagram or send us an email if you like. I know that it's been a really tough year and um, I think having a job in general during this time is something that I'm very grateful for because I know everybody has experienced some hardships this year, but um, I think the one thing to also focus on is kind of being better and improving yourself regardless of what situation you're in. And we hope that everybody has really good job experience stories and can share those with each other so everybody can improve on themselves. Yeah, Yeah, so that's it for today. (laughs) Till next week, everybody. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Be sure to tune in weekly and listen as we share our stories as ladies in progress. Follow us on Instagram at Ladies in Progress Podcast for updates and episode extras. Drop us a line at ladiesinprogresspodcast at gmail.com. That was mine.